Welcome to the Beacon Broadcast from Beacon Baptist Church in Burlington, North Carolina, featuring expositional Bible teaching by Pastor Greg Barkman. If you'd like to correspond with the Beacon Broadcast, or if you wish to support this radio ministry, write to The Beacon Broadcast, Post Office Box 159, Alamance, North Carolina, 27201, or find us on the web at beaconbaptist.com beaconbaptist.com The Beacon Broadcast is supported in part by the gifts of faithful listeners. Now with today's message from God's Word, here is Greg Barkman. Well, for this season of the Incarnation, we started looking last week at the five prophecies in Matthew's account of the birth of Christ that are fulfilled in the coming of Christ. There's one in chapter 1 and four in chapter 2. The one in chapter 1 is about the mystery of the Incarnation, taking up the prophecy of Isaiah 7.14. Behold, a virgin shall conceive and bear a son. And you shall call his name Emmanuel, meaning God with us. A wonderful, wonderful prophecy by Isaiah, and even more wonderful fulfillment by the birth of the Lord Jesus Christ. And this prophecy is quoted in Matthew chapter 1 in connection with the angel coming to Joseph to tell him the origin of Mary's pregnancy. And it is indeed a conception by the Holy Spirit of God. So that Mary is still a virgin. This will be a virgin birth because Mary is still a virgin. And far from putting her away, Joseph should actually protect her, honor her, help her in this tremendous privilege and responsibility that God has given to her to become the mother of the promised Messiah. That's prophecy number one. But now we move on to prophecy number two, which is a prophecy about the birthplace, the location of Christ's birth. We find that in chapter 2, verse 6, and we'll be looking at that in just a moment. But let me pause to welcome you to this Monday, December 26th edition of the Beacon Broadcast to thank you for helping us financially with the cost of this broadcast and encouraging you to consider a year-end donation to the Beacon Broadcast before the year 2022 has passed into eternity. Thank you so much for your consideration. Matthew chapter 2. Now, after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod the king, behold, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem, saying, Where is he who has been born king of the Jews? For we have seen his star in the east and have come to worship him. When Herod the king heard this, he was troubled, and all Jerusalem with him. 
And when he had gathered all the chief priests and scribes of the people together, he inquired of them where the Christ was to be born. So they said to him, In Bethlehem of Judea, for thus it is written by the prophet. But you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are not the least among the rulers of Judah, for out of you shall come a ruler who will shepherd my people Israel. A prophecy concerning the location of Christ's birth, namely Bethlehem of Judah. What prompted this search into the birthplace of Christ as foretold by the prophet? It was, of course, the arrival of the Magi from the east. We sometimes call them kings, but that's probably not correct. They are something like a cross between astronomers and astrologers. They were the people who read the stars and gleaned information from them. Some of it, I'm sure, was was probably erroneous, but not the star they saw connecting them to the birth of Jesus Christ. They saw his star in the east, and they somehow knew that this was the announcement of the birth of the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. And they came from the east to worship him. How amazing is that? By the way, there were not three magi, three wise men. We sing the song, We Three Kings of Orient are... We are from Orient, bearing gifts we travel so far. And the idea that there were three of them probably comes from the fact that they had three gifts. And so it is assumed, I suppose, that each one of them brought one gift, and that made three. But the Bible doesn't tell us there were three. There could have been more. There certainly was a pretty large retinue. Of course, there would have been more than just the wise men. There would have been others that traveled with them. But at any rate, here they came. But when they got to Jerusalem, they didn't know where to go from there. And so they asked. They assumed it would be a matter of common knowledge, a matter of widely spread information in the city of Jerusalem as to where this one is. Where is he who has been born king of the Jews? For we have seen his star in the east and have come to worship him. But, of course, it was not common knowledge. And Herod was highly upset when he heard this inquiry. When Herod the king heard this, he was troubled, and all Jerusalem with him. And when he had gathered all the chief priests and scribes of the people together, he inquired of them where the Christ was to be born. He had no idea that such a one had been born until this band of astrologers from from the east came to inquire of him regarding this matter. When Herod the king heard this, we read in verse 3, he was troubled and all Jerusalem with him. Someone has said that when Herod was troubled, everybody was troubled because he had a terrific temper. He was particularly cruel. He had put many people to death. He was an autocratic despot with an amazing amount of power. And so if he was troubled, everybody was troubled. If he was upset, 
everybody was on edge. So he called together the leading religious leaders, the chief priests and the scribes of the people. He called called them together and inquired where the Christ was to be born. And they knew they were students of Scripture. They said to him, In Bethlehem of Judea, for thus it is written by the prophet, and they quoted Micah chapter 5, verse 2. But you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are not the least among the rulers of Judah, for out of you shall come a ruler who will shepherd my people Israel. There's the prophecy, and the prophecy contains more than the location of his birthplace, but it does contain that, doesn't it? I'm reading now from Micah 5.2, rather than the quotation of it in Matthew 2. But you, Bethlehem Ephrata, though you are little among the thousands of Judah, yet out of you shall come forth to me the one to be ruler in Israel, whose goings forth are from old, from everlasting. This prophecy follows the prophet Micah's scathing rebuke of the people of Israel because of their sins, their rebellion, their refusal to follow God's way. A familiar message from the Old Testament prophets. But he follows that in chapters 1 through 3 with an encouraging prediction in verses 4 and 5. And in the course of that, he identified the location where the promised Messiah would be born. Out of a little city, really not much more than a village, of Bethlehem, a small, small city, indicated by that language, though you are little among the thousands of Judah, little indeed. In fact, so little that Bethlehem does not even show up on some maps of Israel at that time. But though it was small, it was not insignificant because that's the place. That's the place where the Messiah was to be born. There was one to be sent by God to that location to rule Israel. And this one is more than a mere man, though he is a man, but he is eternal. He is God. The one to be ruler in Israel, whose goings forth are from old, from everlasting, the eternal one. The mystery of the incarnation. God became man, indicated by the prophecy of Micah concerning the coming Messiah. It is a stunning prophecy. And the religious leaders know exactly what the prophecy is, and they can answer Herod's question accurately. The Messiah is predicted, is prophesied to be born in Bethlehem, which, of course, was the birthplace of David. And that's why, because the Messiah, in the line of David, is destined to to take the throne of David, and he is David's greater son. And so... In the design of God, he's going to be born in the city of David, the city of Bethlehem, where David was from. God's promise is now, that is, as recorded in Matthew chapter 2, is now fulfilled. God keeps his word. 
Where is he who has been born king of the Jews? For we have seen his star in the east and are come to worship him. Well, Herod, he is going to be born in Bethlehem. And if these religious leaders had been paying close attention, surely they would have at least considered the possibility that Micah's prophecy has now been fulfilled. Obviously it has. We know that it has. The wise men came to find out that it was. They made their way to Bethlehem and found the child, and they worshipped him. But why none of the Jews? Why not these religious leaders? Why didn't they at least check this out? They are the ones who knew the word of God. They are the ones who were supposed to be looking for the promised Messiah, expecting him to come at any time, and yet they seem totally uninterested in this prophecy from Micah and its possible fulfillment as announced by these wise men from the east who had seen a star that caused them to travel all of this distance looking for the one who was born king of the Jews. That should have resonated with these men. King of the Jews, king in David's line, born in Bethlehem of Judah. Let's go check it out ourselves. But no such thing. It reminds us of how hard-hearted we can become in our religion. These were men who were steeped in the religion that God had given. It was the true religion, the right religion. Of all the religions in the world, this one was indeed the true religion. They represented it, they embraced it, they studied it, and yet they their hearts were hearts were hardened to the most important aspects of this religion. It happened to them. Dear friends, dear friends, it can happen to you, it can happen to me. We need to guard our hearts. Until tomorrow at the same time, this is Greg Barkman saying good day. May God give you his eternal peace.